السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رساد دور الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى إنا أعطيناك الكوثر فصلي لربك وانحر إن شانئك هو الأبتر وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى والفجر وليال عشر والشفع, والشفع والوتر والليل إذا يصر وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما من أيام العمل الصالح أحب إلى الله عز وجل من هذه الأيام يعني أيام عشر ذي الحجة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Since we are all going through this coronavirus pandemic might as well keep the topic related that's what we're all engrossed in at the moment and then we'll digress from there so there's many things that we're encountering uh, which we've not seen before now what I'm going to touch on now is not something that's not uncommon um, we do see it we do engage in it however I think people are doing it much more now and it, for the obvious reasons and I just want to add um, uh, in light of the Quran and the Sunnah to understand um, this particular aspect. What is it? Let me, let me just touch on it before going on to our main topic. Um, you will have seen, those of you who are online, on social media, you'll see a lot of memes. And even those who are not online, we do converse, we do have phone calls, we do get together with family, at least at the moment. And one of the things you'll find, big, mainly because of obviously coronavirus and the effects is had globally one of the things you'll find is people speaking bad about the year 2020 have you seen that yeah you've probably seen loads of cartoon images memes comments um, you know i received one with like a guy who was playing cricket and the bowler was like about to bowl and the ball instead of going towards the bat he actually went towards his center parts uh, trying to show that this is what 2020 is all about it's like a time to crush all your plans and everything's gone to pot and it's the year where everything's just a waste and people are like saying like bring 2021 on like we can't wait for 2021 to come as if you know you already know that that's going to be better than this year so then what's happening is because of this it's leading people to speak bad of the time of the year even cursing it, swearing at it, okay? Using the F word, the B word, this 2020, like it's like the worst year ever. And, and these kind of things people are saying. And we're all involved to a certain extent. We might not be saying the crude and vulgar words that others might be, but to an extent we're all involved in this. And I just want you to touch 
on this particular issue first before moving on to something that's of great relevance. And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Hadith Qudsi. Hadith Qudsi are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told to us by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's a hadith of Sahih al-Bukhari and it's a hadith Qudsi. Very beautifully, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells you and tells me and tells all of us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Yu'dhini ibn Adam. Yu'dhini ibn Adam yasubbu al-dahar wa ana al-dahar uqallibu al-layla wa al-nahar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the son of Adam, meaning all of us, Yu'dhini. Now the wording used over here, normally yu'dhini is to give somebody trouble, to give somebody harm, to inconvenience somebody. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kama yaliqu bi sha'nihi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already told us in another hadith Qudsi, that if all of the world came together to harm Allah, nobody can harm Allah. فَلَا يَضُرُّ اللَّهَ Allah You can't harm Allah. You can't have a negative impact on Allah. Nobody can inconvenience Allah. So when he says, Yu'dhini, he doesn't mean that people physically harm me. People are attributing things towards me which are not appropriate. Allah is unhappy. Allah is angry. He says, the Ibn Adam, the son of Adam, he's attributing things towards me and saying things about me. You know, even uh, this is not really a comparison. Allah is great. He's beyond this world and the creation. So, but just to give you a, a slight sort of example, I'm not trying to compare with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes you're passing by and there's a bad smell. It doesn't harm you, does it? It doesn't physically harm you. But it causes you inconvenience. Okay? So over here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that Ibn Adam is giving me this inconvenience, in, not in the sense that it harms Allah or affects Allah. Na'udhu billahi min dhalik. Allah is beyond that. But Allah is saying, You're saying things about me which are not appropriate. And then what does He say? How do people do this to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah says, Yasubud dahara. People swear at the time. People speak bad of the time. They speak bad of the year, the day, the night. Allah says, but I am the time. Allah says, I am the time. You swearing at the time. Allah saying, you're swearing at me because Allah says, I am the time. What does he mean? I am the time. Meaning, I am the cause of time. I am the creator of time. I am the one. Allah says, Coronavirus, pandemic, recession, ups and downs. Allah saying, I'm doing it. You're cursing the time, you're cursing me. Allah says, Falat subud dahara. Lat subud dahara. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Never curse the time. Because you cursing the time, you're cursing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nowadays people go and they go for a mas'ala, they go to ask a question, they ask a scholar, they might go online. And when they get given an answer which they're not happy with okay they curse this fatwa people say like this curse the fatwa or i don't want to go on to saying even worse words they go on to say in reality they're not cursing the fatwa who are the cursing the one who issued the fatwa and it's not really the mufti who issued the fatwa where did the ish mufti get the answer from he got it from the quran and the sunnah so you're in in a way you're cursing the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam so over here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَا تَسُبُّ الدَّهْرَةِ يُؤْذِينِ ibn Adam. 
Allah says, I am the time. I am the one who causes the ups and downs in the world. I am the one who changes the day, changes the night. You've got a problem with the day, you've got a problem with the night, you've got a problem with 2020, you mean you've got a problem? Yes, it doesn't mean you can't say, it's been very difficult. Yeah, it's really hot outside. Yes, you can say that. It's very cold today. You can say that. But to say like the, the curse on this time and the era that we're in, th this era, who has caused it to happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then there's two things. Very quickly, I want to mention there's two things. A, if you're cursing the time, you're not really cursing the time because who created the time? Who controls the time? You're cursing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And B, if you believe that it's the time that's causing all of this, then in a way that's shirk. In a way that's shirk. Why? Because the time is nothing. Who is the cause of everything? It's not the day or the night that brings these events, does it? It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The time is just, it's just like a vessel. It's a vessel. And this vessel is a vessel of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So much so in the Quran, Allah takes qasam of time. He says, Walla asri. Allah says, I take the qasam of time. And time is very valuable. Time is everything. Your life is your time. These moments, these minutes, these seconds that we have, which unfortunately are passing and going away. Someone give a very beautiful example. They said there was a young man once walking by the river. It was the dead of the night. And he was just bored. He didn't know what to do. So he went out on a coastal path. And he arrived and he sat down on the coast. The sea was in front of him. And he sat down and he found there was a bucket there, which he thought was full of stones. So he thought to pass time, he took one of the stones from the bucket and he threw it in the water. We do this, don't we? We'll be doing a lot of it when we go to the seaside and the staycations. We can't go abroad, so we'll be going a lot to the local places. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all barakah in our risk. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring about better times. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us blessings and give us barakah. That's what's missing. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Yataqarabu zaman. One of the signs of the day of judgment will be time will contract. Time will contract. Where time will just go by. You know when we started the lockdown early in March was it? And Ramadan was about to start and we thought, how are we going to pass Ramadan? Ramadan already feels so long with the 19 hours fast in the peak of summer, hot weather. On top of that, being in your house, not going to the masjid, not going to the iftar parties, not going to the restaurants, not going eat shopping. How is it going to be? But how was it? Every single person you speak to will say it was probably the fastest Ramadan ever. And the days have gone by so fast. Look at March, April, May, June, July. You can't even tell how this is yataqarabu zaman time will go and there are many interpretations what does it mean that time will contract and one of them is that time is time we still have 24 hours we still have seven days in the week the hours and the minutes are still the same is the barakah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will snatch the barakah from your time and remember your time and your time are two different you will all have the same 24 hours but the barakah in his time, the barakah in his time will be different. And that's according to how you are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nevertheless, this young person on the shore, what he does, he throws this stone into the water and he loves the sound. It's a very tranquil 
and uh, sort of peaceful sound. You know the sound when you throw a stone into the water and it gives that ripple effect and those, those sound waves. It, it gives you a bit of peace in, 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 in the midst of the silence when there's nobody there. And he thought, wow, this is, this is quite soothing. It's therapeutic. So he thought, let me carry on doing this. And he threw it again. Wow. Threw it another one. Another one. Another one. And he continued throughout the night, throwing these stones into the water and feeling very therapeutic and he's enjoying himself, just relaxing and hearing that sound. And as he continues to throw the stones and the bucket comes to an end and the sun is now, Fajr time is about to come and the sun, it's about to be dawn. And as the light shines on his final stone when he's about to throw it, he looked at it and he realized they weren't stones, they were diamonds. They were diamonds. And this is the example of my and your life and the way we treat time today. Where we're, we're enjoying ourselves, we're making the most of it. Whether it be just shopping or watching a movie or just chilling out with our family and friends or going around the rat race, going to work nine till five or some people even longer. And we're just carrying on. And our time is going. Our time is going away and it's going faster and faster and faster and we don't even realize. And then we have the nerve to say, curse be 2020. The worst year ever. Can't wait for 2021. Whereas in the midst of all of these ups and downs, don't we have the blessed moments of Jumu'ah, for example? Are we going to curse 2020? And so even though it has so many Jumu'ahs in it, it's what you do with the time that makes a difference. The world is such that things will happen. There will be ups and downs. No two days will be the same. Sometimes, yes, it will be worse than the day before. But this is the nature of this world. But it's about how you and I make the most of this time. Allah is so kind. He could have made all the days equal. Every single day could have been equal. However, to encourage us so that we don't become bored, we don't lose interest. Every week he gives us a Jumu'ah that we can exert ourselves, come out of our normal practice, come to the house of Allah, do some extra rewards, turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we've been running too far into the world, we come back. And not only that, we have Ramadan. And on the end of Ramadan, everybody has this very negative kind of feeling that in the midst of all of this, first we thought, how is Ramadan go? How are we going to survive Ramadan? Okay, without going to the masjid, without the tarawih, how is it going to be? And Alhamdulillah, we got through it. And it went quite well, Alhamdulillah. For many, it was better than their normal Ramadans as well. Because they got a chance to revive the Quran and Salah within their homes, with their families, with the ladies, with the children. And Alhamdulillah, many have continued this within the homes. So this was something amazing. But then when Ramadan ended, we thought, what's going to happen now? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, brothers and sisters listening from home this time, Allah has come to the rescue once again. And very, very, very soon, we are going to be blessed again with a beautiful time in our life. This same year that we're complaining and cursing, we're going to be witnessing and encountering such beautiful days. Beautiful days like these have not been seen in the entire year, not even in Ramadan. For some of you, this might be a shock. Not even in Ramadan. You thought Ramadan was... A, yes, the nights of Ramadan I'm not comparing to. The nights of Ramadan are amazing. You cannot match them. I'm talking about the day. I'm not talking about the nights. I'm talking about day. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is about to grant you and me from next Wednesday onwards, approximately, depending on the sighting of the moon. But roughly, let's say around Wednesday coming in a few days time. So we've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday only to prepare for this amazing annual event. People are sad because only 1000 people will be performing Hajj. Well, I, I think it's a great thing that Hajj will take place. There's been about 40 times in history that there was no Hajj at all. No Hajj at all. 40 times it's happened that there was no Hajj at all for various reasons. Sometimes because of an outbreak of a virus, sometimes because of political reasons, sometimes because of infighting and civil war, different reasons. And Makkah al-Mukarramah and Haramain have faced worse times than this. This is relatively more simpler than many of the previous times. You know, the Hajr al-Aswad got stolen by the Qaramita Shia for about 22 years or something. They took it and went off with it. They murdered so many people whilst making tawaf, whilst performing salah. Time doesn't allow me to go into the detail. So what we're seeing now is relatively different to what's already happened in the past. And we might be sad, many of us might have had intention to go for Hajj and we've not been able to. Remember, Allah will not deprive anybody. Allah has rewarded you on your intention, number one. And number two, the days which we are about to witness are the best days of the entire year. In the hadith of Bukhari, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that there are no days in which Allah loves worship more than he loves in the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. Dhul-Hijjah is about to start. Any worship you do in those days is more beloved to Allah even more than the 10 days of Ramadan. The days I'm talking about, not the nights. The first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah, which are going to start from next Wednesday, are the most amazing 10 days in the whole year. Allah takes qasam and an oath. Wal-Fajri ashr. Allah takes qasam and an oath of these days. In one hadith, we find the Prophet ﷺ mentioning, There are no days that are greater in the sight of Allah than the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. There are no actions which are more purer in the sight of Allah than those done in the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. There are no actions that are more rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than those that are done in the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. In Mustad Bazaar, the best days of the whole world are the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. And this is about to come. What are we supposed to do in these 10 days? What did the Prophet ﷺ do? If you look at the hadith of Abu Dawood, one of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, Sayyida Hafsa radiallahu anha, who was the daughter of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, he says that the Prophet ﷺ, the way he made the most of the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, he would fast. So you can only fast for nine days because the 10th day is the day of Eid and it's haram to fast on the day of Eid. So he would, and the fasting on the day of Eid al-Adha, the way you do it is you wouldn't fast. But remember, we've been told not to eat anything until after the Eid prayer. So that's your little fasting done then. On Eid al-Fitr, you're told before going to Eid al-Fitr, eat something sweet, eat some dates before going for Eid al-Fitr. But on Eid al-Adha, we've been told don't eat anything. Come for the Eid prayer. And ideally, the first thing you eat should be the meat of your Qurbani animal. 
that may not be possible so you go and eat whatever you want tuck into your biryani or your biscuits that your sisters have been making throughout the week but this is the concept the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam would fast and what is the reward of fasting do you want to know the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the hadith of tirmidhi yu'dal siyamu kulli yawmin minha bi siyami sanatin wa qiyami kulli laylatin minha bi qiyami laylatil qadr whoever fasts on any of the days you can you don't have to fast all of them you can fast if you want on all of them but whoever fasts on any one of these days of the first nine days of dhul hijjah each day you get the reward of fasting for a whole year and each night that you pray to allah it will be equivalent to worshiping allah in laylatul qadr each night you worship in the nights of the first 10 days of dhul hijjah worshiping allah in laylatul qadr and then people are cursing the time and saying 2020 it's not a good year it's an amazing year it's what you make of it let's be positive not be negative it's your perspective that changes everything and in one hadith we find Allah talking about these 10 days he says and this is in Fadail and in Fadail the narrations are accepted he says the reward of good deeds are multiplied 700 times 700 times in Bayhaqi, the Messenger tells us, Kullu yawmin, alfa yawm. Each day is equal to 1000 days of the, the, the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, and the day of Arafah, which is the ninth of Dhul Hijjah, is equal to 10,000 days. What else should we do? Rasulullah tells us when you face these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, these are days. Allah instructs you and me when the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah arrive. Make sure it's not going to cost you a single penny. You don't need to exert any effort whatsoever. We're not asking you to climb a mountain. Allah is just saying, instead of you speaking your normal rubbish, instead of that, just keep your tongue busy with Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Everyone's going to do this, inshallah, from next Wednesday approximately onwards, just for the next 10 days. That's all I'm asking. The Prophet says, These are days of dhikr. Of tasbih, subhanallah, walhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. The best days of the entire year are about to come. And you and I were not ready. We're thinking about Eid, but we've not thought about how to prepare for these best days that are about to come. And not only that, not only that, that would have been enough to have amazing days. In addition to all of this, you know, you get the cream on the top or the cherry on the top, shall we call it? So in addition to the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, that would have been, that would have been enough. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know when we say, Nurun ala nur. So the light upon the light is the day of Arafah. So the ninth day is known as the day of Arafah. And that is the day known as the best day of the entire year. Just like Juma is the best day of the week, and Ramadan is the best day of the month, Laylatul Qadr is the best night of the entire year. If there is any one day you could pick in the 365 days to say this is the best day, it has to be none other than the day of Arafah. The amount of people that are freed from the fire of hell on the day of Arafah, there is no other day on which Allah frees more people. 
and shaitan iblis the demon the devil he has not been seen more disheartened more degraded more disappointed and more embarrassed on any other day than on the day of arafah because he sees and witnesses the mercy of allah the forgiveness of allah and how many people are freed from the fire of jahannam and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he boasts to his angels the same angels who objected oh allah you're creating this human being that's going to create chaos on the world allah boasts to his angels and says look at my slaves on the day of arafah they are praying they are fasting they are worshiping me and all they want is my pleasure and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we find in the hadith of sahih muslim if you fast on the day of arafah this is amazing if you fast on the day of arafah which is the ninth of dhul hijjah possibly let's look at um what day could it be thursday possibly maybe might fall on a thursday allah knows best roughly the day before eid whenever eid is the day before you keep a fast on that it's sunnah to fast on that day allah will forgive the sins of two years the past year and the coming year subhanallah past year sins and the coming year sins are also forgiven as well and if that was that would have been sufficient but even no we've been blessed with even more in addition to this we are told that the best action you can carry out in these days in addition to fasting in addition to working praying in the night in addition to tasbih and the dhikr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the act of qurbani and animal sacrifice because when you get this animal sacrificed following the footsteps of ibrahim salam, on the day of judgment every strand of hair of this animal will be converted as a reward for you even the hooves and every drop of blood and the skin and the hair and the wool on this animal will be weighed in your scale on the day of judgment and before that blood touches the ground it reaches allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah says when you sacrifice these animals it's not the meat that comes to us it's not the blood that comes to us it's your sincerity your passion your obedience your loyalty and your love for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is why the Prophet says, Carry out Qurbani with the happiness of the heart. Don't be stingy. You're looking at the list thing. Which one is the cheapest? Many of us do this. Yeah, if you've got financial difficulties, that's understandable. Islam is not going to even make it obligatory upon you if you can't afford it. But if Allah has given you, you have don't look for the cheapest option on the list. Think, okay, India, it's only like 12 pounds or something for one share. Let me go for that one. No carry out qurbani with the and the hadith actually says do it with the happiness of the heart because it's not your meat and the blood that's going to reach allah it's that loyalty and that love and that passion you have for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will reach him may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to make the most of the 10 days of dhul hijjah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us acceptance wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.